0: Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Rocketeer Minute, where each and every day, Monday through Friday, we go over one minute of the greatest adventure movie Walt Disney ever made, the 1991 Joe Johnson-directed movie The Rocketeer. I'm one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of tvdads.com.
1: And I'm Hal Bryan, an airplane nerd from the Experimental Aircraft Association here in Oshkosh, Wisconsin.
0: So we are are back in the bean field. We're Uh, back
1: in the bean field, uh, uh, dealing with the aftermath at this point.
0: Yeah, yeah, poor old Lucky Lindy. Well, not not so lucky. He's kind of uh, pr- uh, prone and with his feet up in the air, and the X three burning mightily as uh, as dear old Cliff and Peavy uh, run across the bean field to turn off that engine.
1: So, what do you think about that? Uh, the fire effect coming out of the out of the back of the thing. It's just it's burning hot. It's so intense. It looks to me, it looks practical. It looks there the way the lighting is, but he shuts it off so instantaneously. What? How do you think they rigged this?
0: I'm thinking, well, my my belief is that there is a light just above his leg, just out of frame. It's a spot, and I think it's lighting lighting everything up. They shut it down. There's a mirror uh, below that's shining up that's reflecting into uh, Billy Campbell's face there.
1: Okay, like a mirror below this below the statue or in the foreground or yeah in
0: in the like underneath the uh the exhaust port of the rocket pack oh okay i think there's a light there i think there's a a, a, like a fresnel spotlight shined directly at it in bright yellow orange right and then those flame effects are animation that's animation is it just it
1: really does look it looks so tangible
0: well if you notice that the the smoke disappears at the same moment
1: yeah, that's so, true. It does just vanish right away. And Then there's a few yeah. little, a few little drifting sparks and things as well. Right. I think those. You know, I think if that's you've, an- if you've sort of framed through it, but
0: yeah, um, it is a great effect though. And that just the way that the the lighting goes, and there's just that little puff of a few sparks at the very end. But I, I think that's an animation. Great though. I mean, it's totally believable. And what really sells it is that sound of the turbine, the the fan winding down.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a nice whine. You can tell it's been at a really really high RPM. It's uh, there's a little bit of a metallic texture to it. The slower it gets, it almost clicks a little bit. There's something just really, just really earthy and 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 just rich about that little sound. I I used to work in a server farm for an aircraft company, and
0: at the time that this movie was out, this this particular sound of the shutdown sounded exactly like a compact 5200 server <laughs> uh, as as it went off the rails. Oh, wow. So we said. I mean, I know it's kind of a pleasing sound here, but it was a very negative effect when I used to hear that going. (laughs) Oh dear! But a great, great little, great little scene. I love the lighting in this. It's completely unrealistic. There's a gigantic flood. Obviously, you know, there's a carbon arc lighting up the entire field, right? Which is supposed to be lit up by just the light of, I guess, the moon maybe, and uh, well, actually, the moon isn't out because as we. I'm trying to remember, we, will, we have not seen this yet. Later <laughs> in the day, we're going to notice that there's a uh, third quarter moon the following day. Uh-huh. And I'll point that out in a future minute. Hey, um, hey
1: spoiler alert, Jim. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Let's not, let's not give away the moon phases. Let's not I give haven't... away the store.
0: And of course, I haven't looked up the moon phases for October uh, 15th of 1938, but I'm just wondering if, <laughs> how correct that is. Knowing knowing Dave Stevens is probably absolutely right. It, but, yeah, uh, it
1: probably would be. So I think in this scene, too, they're supposed to be lit by the headlights of their car, of right. course, too, which is off, you know, out of frame to the left. Yeah. But those are yeah. some really, really good headlights. A, <laughs> a heck of a headlights, And they're casting
0: uh, a shadow going the other direction. So that's quite a <laughs> quite an effect. <laughs> It's, it's a movie, and we're just we're just trying to follow what the plot's along, and the basic the basic upshot of this is, they've got to pay off that gas bill, uh, to uh, the lousy nickel nurser.
1: right? <laughs> yes, or he's going to hang one on their kisser, or yeah. something along <laughs> those lines.
0: Yes, it all involves cement and all kinds of you know right cement lands- and landscaping uh, materials
1: and a pine overcoat. Yeah, <laughs> never forget that.
0: <laughs> they wanted to earn more real money than ten bucks a show. Yeah.
1: Which nineteen thirty-eight dollars for those wondering here in twenty seventeen that'd be about a hundred and just a little less than one hundred and seventy dollars. Okay, so it's it was a a lot more money, but you know they're not getting rich at one hundred and seventy dollars per show.
0: Twenty nickels per dollar. Yeah, you uh, you need to have at least two hundred people to get the ten dollars a show. But I'm not sure how much he's thinking. How many more people can he get in? Right. I have I have no idea what what was the attendance for things like Bendix air races and things? I, I can't imagine. Those
1: were, <clears throat> those were pretty massive. You know, there's a, there's a public domain photo out there. I wonder if we can try to, at some point, maybe get it up on the, on the site. There's an aerial photo that shows, I don't know how many thousands and thousands of model T's just parked mm-hmm. an aerial shot looking down at the parking lot for uh, one of the Cleveland races. And uh, it is, it's amazing. I, I, I don't know if there's. I I only want to guess the number, but there are thousands and thousands of cars, and of course they're they're pretty much all black. They almost they all look about the same. So I mean, you can imagine coming out to a parking lot like that and trying to find your car. Oh yeah, and, and you know, it was, it
0: was, it, these were like NAS, the NASCAR of its day. I would think of a you know, thing to do.
1: Right, absolutely. So it was a big, so. uh, it was a big deal. But even uh, as we see, you know, we see later in uh, in this film. You know, you've got the Bigelow Air Circus and their bleachers and things the way they're set up. I have uh, I have no doubt that uh, that uh, Bigelow would be happy to build more bleachers if he can if he can have the Flying Man there to perform.
0: Yeah, and he's he's only a stone's throw from uh, uh, L.A., so there's probably a large population right. that he could draw on. And you know, if you get the Hollywood community and apparently the the press. Yeah. Well, we are really getting ahead of ourselves, but there seems to be a lot of press covering these. I would think that, uh, that, that there would be a lot of coverage and a lot of marketability. Absolutely. It, it, you know, that, that's always been a part, a part of, uh, of air air shows and things is that the trying to figure out how to monetize it when it's, uh, you know, something up in the sky, right, <laughs> kind of exactly. hard to hide. Um, so, uh. Right.
1: Well, yeah. you know, as as everybody knows, you know, we do our, our big fly-in and air show here every summer at Oshkosh, and, and uh, every once in a while on our Facebook page or something, we'll get somebody posting, and they always mean well, but they'll say, you know, boy, I sure love that, that show. You know, we have a spot uh, just outside the fence. We park, and the whole family, we bring a picnic. We watch it every year, and we, we love it. Say, okay, well, if, if you, I guess if you really liked it, you come inside, but, you know, and you got to pay the price of admission, but still. Yeah.
0: Oh well it's uh, yeah and it's and this is an internal struggle that's been going on for at least 70 80 years with, with this Exactly. Thing. So one um, this is mostly an exposition scene they're trying to talk about we're showing the motivations here. Cliff Cliff likes the idea of an engine and he loves you know he loves the idea of being able to strap it on and fly it around. That would be an exciting thing to do, but mostly it's how can he pay off his debts so he can get back into doing what he really loves, which is air racing.
1: Right. And uh, we keep learning more about their, uh, you know, their dynamic too, um, you know, between Cliff and PV. I don't know why I always get a kick out of it that that PV calls him Clifford. You know, yeah. that's uh, that sort of that uh, you know you're a kid, and you get the sense that Cliff's probably been hanging around the airport maybe since he was a kid, and and maybe PV was a mentor of his or something like that.
0: Yeah, and he's he's also PV's a bit of a Jiminy Cricket. He's Clifford's conscience. You know, he, uh, Cl- Clifford wants to. uh you know, he wants. Let's do this. Let's do that. Let's do all. Right. And and it's like, well, there's there's the right way to do this and the wrong way to do this. And if you're if you're taking things from people and they don't belong to you, that's stealing. And you got to give it back and make sure you know you right. make right by it. Yes. And it's, it's like watching a Andy Griffith show. And this is just Opie trying to come up. Well, you know, it's not a bad idea. Oh, gee, Paul. Yeah.
1: yeah, Phoebe's got a couple of the great lines in here. It's Number one, I love the, are your eyes painted on? Yeah. (laughs) That's such a great, it's, you know, it's kind of a throwaway thing, but it's this wonderful insult. Like how, you know, did you not just see that? Oh man. And then uh, when you borrow something and you don't tell nobody, they call that stealing. (laughs) as you said that's he's the conscience right there
0: yeah and yeah and 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 poor old cliff he's trying to come up with every reason why oh, this is a great idea no no, no i can you know we'll, we'll give it back when i can afford a new plane then right. then then it'll be okay it's just it's not stealing if it's just enough right
1: if, so. if you only hang on to it long enough you know something else i love in this scene too is the uh um you know we've had this intensity of the thing flying around you know, crashes. They they get to it. Just get the engine shut off. Now they're carrying it back. Cliff is doing his scheming. Uh, the music there is just great. It's this really you know this sort of this light, very bouncy traveling music as they're stomping back through the field carrying the statue. And then uh, and then there's just one hint. Uh, if I remember right, there's just sort of one hint. A little. I think a French horn or some other brass comes in, plays the, the you know the actual classic. Uh, rocketeer theme yeah. but the rest of it is just sort of you know dun, 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 yeah, dun. The,
0: the little oboes and it's just kind of they're just kind of it, it matches the the dialogue that there's this there, there's this little thing oh what about this well what about that oh what about you know right, and a uh, as as uh, uh tom, tom guyer was saying uh earlier uh, a couple episodes ago this theme is so versatile that you can apply it in different ways that it can be comical it can be um you know, epic and heroic, or it can just be this uh, muddle through comedy section. I, the thing that it, what hits me about this particular minute is I wonder how many takes they had to drag Lindy back and forth right. across that bean field, and, uh, and she's doing the reset, and and poor Alan Arkin is walking into a, you know, a cloud of dry ice there on every <laughs> single take.
1: right. And, and, all that you know all the the quote-unquote smoke pouring back in them and you see when they start it's all going right in cliff's face and then they you know turns around and you now cliff is leading the way yeah. as you said in the eyes is going right back into arkin's face luckily the furrows uh and stuff are enough that you know we don't see it's not like a a scene shot on a sand dune out in the sahara where you know you can count the footsteps and figure out how many takes it took for them to yeah. do this they're you know they're just chomping chomping right on through
0: and it's it's probably easy to match. I mean, you just watch their shoulder go up, shoulder go down. Right. Uh, very very smooth camera work. When we're doing the the one where they're they're kind of following along, we're we're, we're standing in front of Cliff as he's walking. Um, it, it's nice that that whole
1: Steadicam work. Yeah, it really is. They must have had a uh, is that a dolly track. Is that what they would put down for something like y- that?
0: Yeah, I would think. I mean, there was there was Steadicam work back then, and right. uh, they were they working toward lighter cameras. But I'm oh, sure okay. these are heavy Panavision 65 millimeter, um, lenses and all that. And they're, you know, they're, they're probably pretty sizable things that they're moving, but yeah, in a place like this where it's a, it's, it's a set or not a set, but it's a, you know, it's a part of, this is probably part of the Disney ranch or something. And, uh, they probably just laid down rails and, and rolled that camera back and forth 10 or
1: 12 times. Right. It's <laughs> back and forth and back and forth.
0: I do. I, you know, there's so many subtle things here on the uh, coloring in this, that the, the 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 browns and and earth tones in there you know it it gives you the idea of of night in the field and
1: right but it's interesting too because for a for a night shot and and this is me only pretending to have the slightest idea what i'm talking about but you talk about the browns and the earth tones and all that it actually has a very warm uh a warm color temperature to it yeah even though you, you expect you know night to be lots of blues and very muted and things like this the earth tones in here still still come through it still feels sort of still warm uh and like there's still a little bit of a little bit of afterglow from the engine or something and and certainly that there would be a lot of a lot of yellow color in the uh in the headlights of the car at that point too that would have a lot of that'd be a warmer light than than like the leds we see today
0: it's really fascinating from from production side seeing the uh that uh that dry ice production you you can notice it especially back around second eight and nine as they they pick up the, the you know it's been laying there uh the prop guys probably just ran out of frame with you know after dropping a bag of dry ice into some water but it's really it really has to spew out a lot so that when they're walking there's enough there's enough smoke coming out of it that it looks like it's still cooling down from the uh, you know from the engine running, right? Um, but that first that initial pickup when they're just kind of you know turning Lindy around, it's it's really chuffing away.
1: It really is. Well, that's so, why I said it's it's funny in that shot right there. It, yeah. it almost looks like Cliff is just specifically maneuvering to get out of it and <laughs> pour it into poor <laughs> baby's face.
0: Just a beautiful scene. We don't Have we a... don't quite get to the part with uh, we get to the part where he's regarding the. Uh, crescent-shaped head of, of Lindy, or what's left of him. Right. Which would explain why he's going to need a, another piece of costuming before he yes. gets into this uh, outfit.
1: Well, it's it's amazing how this minute broke. You know, it's just, I yeah. think we're going to need a... And then, bam, there it goes. And then they go, come on, let's, you know, can't this minute be 62 seconds long so we can <laughs> we can hear the magic word and know what's coming? But uh, anybody who sees the movie knows uh, knows what's coming, and you can certainly tell of context looking, as you said, at that. Big old chunk out of poor uh, poor Lindy's Lindy's head.
0: I was trying to figure out what what Lindy was made out of because it looks. I mean, I've my uh, having a dog. He was, he kind of looks like he's made out of milk bone. I just <laughs> or or maybe he's like a it, it, this being recorded just a little bit after Easter. It's kind of like a, a bunny that just got forgotten behind the couch.
1: Right, exactly. So um, I don't know if that's. I, I would guess it, you know some kind of a some kind of a plaster. It's not going to be a a real high end material, I wouldn't think to have since this is just a statue advertising a flight school.
0: Yeah, it's, it's probably just poured, maybe maybe poured concrete or something. That, yeah, they that just, could you know, be too. Boy, and this really makes me want I, I have avoided at all costs looking online in the shopping section for a replica um, X3s, but I <laughs> oh. <laughs> just, just looking at that, I want one so badly. No, just, no kidding. It's wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. But that's, that's the the curse of watching this movie.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is one of those that every time I go back to it, I you know my my phone comes out and I'm looking at eBay for props and anything and everything. Is there you know is there something out there that has this image on it, ties to this in some way that I don't have, and not that I've got some huge collection or something, but it just uh, it just drives you to it. You just want. It's it's not totally slavish consumerism, or I, I like to tell myself it's not. You just you, everything I mean, about the you, look of it. It's so, well, You want a piece of it.
0: Yeah, I mean, you want to learn about. I mean, ever since ever since we started this uh, this podcast, I keep thinking more and more about. I build I build airplane models and, and different kinds of models and things. But now I want to start going out and looking for a uh, uh, Miss Los Angeles kind of thing or the mystery fly. I've never put together a '30s era plane like that, and I keep oh, I could do that. I can, do you have any in Oshkosh? Are there any, any models of, of some of the ones that we've been seeing?
1: You mean like, uh, like a GB or a plastic models, display models, those kinds of things. We've had a few things, uh, a few things in our museum, um, certainly in the, in the gift shop, not a ton of plastic models, but there's some really, some really good ones out there. I think Williams brothers is one that still makes a lot of, uh, a lot of the airplanes from that era. And then of course, if you get into the, uh, the flying models, you know the RCE and free flight yeah. and stuff like that. There's a there's a lot of really really nice stuff there it's where the
0: dollar values go way way up. Now. Yes,
1: exactly. There's uh, there's a number of um, like astoundingly detailed paper card models too. Uh, we just had an event at our museum not too long ago, uh, and there's there's one guy who comes and sets up maybe three or four eight foot tables full of just his uh, the card models that he builds, and and these look like highly detailed, super high end plastic models until you get within about an inch or two. And you got things like a 148-scale X15 that just looks it just looks flawless. And then you get up there and you think, that's all folded paper. It's mind-blowing.
0: Yeah, I've seen um, most of my museuming goes toward uh, rocketry. And they've been having uh, a lot of metal uh, uh, laser-etched lunar modules and, and things like oh, that. Oh, sure. That have things like the handrails have rivets and you know all, all kinds of stuff. And you're like, how do they do this this small? but yeah it's it, and it's so tempting it's just right there and you can just you know it's in a little package and you say oh let's just take this home and i can do this <laughs> right um but yeah this i guess with the arrival of uh 3d printers and stuff we can get to the point where you can just download a 3d model and have the thing carve it out of a, a monofilament line right um but, but can uh, it, it, it make it,
1: us a functioning rocket pack oh well, that's the that's time, the next time. question
0: time will tell
1: you um, know i think i think we both agree uh, jim that this podcast that we're creating is going to be so timeless that someday you know maybe 200 years from now somebody's going to be listening to this and they're going to be laughing and say well of course we can 3d print our own rocket packs yes. where else would we get them oh, oh yeah,
0: that, they're, they're probably listening to it on the rocket treadmills right now
1: they so. probably <laughs> probably are and they're yelling wow. at jane to stop this crazy thing
0: exactly wow <laughs> Well, th- this has been a short, uh, a kind of a, a, a not event-filled minute, but it, it's, it's opened up a bit of possibilities and, and given us motivations and things for this. And, uh, of course, tomorrow we're going to meet one of the other major characters who we've only seen in two dimensions. So uh, uh, that, that's going to be an ex- exciting beginning of the week and, uh, and a discussion as we go from the world of, uh, of aviation uh, into the other side of L.A., which is the, uh, the world of Hollywood. So, uh, so we'll, be, we'll be picking that up a little bit more tomorrow. For, uh, I would like to thank everybody for joining us here. We're, gosh, we're 21 episodes in already, and we still, we still have an audience, so very exciting. <laughs> uh, but you can, if you'd like to join us on the conversation, uh, we're in a bunch of different social media, so join us out there. We're, you can follow us on Twitter at Rocketeer Minute. We're at the, uh, Facebook at the Rocketeers Bulldog Cafe, where everybody gets together and talks about what we're talking about here on the show. Uh, Visit us also at the big site, rocketeerminute.com, where all the past episodes are available with story summaries, links, and cool swag you can buy in the store section. And as always, you can uh, subscribe to us both on Google Play and iTunes. Just search for uh, Rocketeer Minute and click subscribe to get our uh, new episodes hot and fresh delivered to you every morning on your little mobile device. Our opening music and also the closing music that you're hearing right now is by our own uh, band leader, Tom Geyer. So, Tom, thanks again for this great theme. Uh, Check back with us tomorrow when we are, I can reveal it now, we have a very special guest coming on. You may have heard him before, and uh, I think he knows a little bit more about the Rocketeer than we do. So check back tomorrow here on the Rocketeer Minute. So until next time, over and out. Go get him, kid.